To the Americas, there were people already here. But because 10,000 years is enough time for a small evolution in humans, that's where you get different skin tones. So people that migrated south towards South Africa, they're close to equator hot environments. So over 10,000 years, their skins adapted to those harsh environments and had darker skin tones because they needed more melatonin to survive those harsh conditions. People that moved up north or migrated uh, to like the uh, to the Europe areas, areas they didn't have that, so those people's skin tones got oh series on those people's skin tones got lighter. So that's how you have the different uh, ethnical eth ethnic groups on skin tones and stuff from those migration of people and people being stranded. So that's why uh, the Native Americans um, were here, just because those people were cut off from society for or cut off from the Europe continents for or that con those countries for 10,000 years. So they all, this is like talking about like the origin of like they were, all of mankind was specifically in one area for us to be due to the ice age. Yeah. That is what separated everybody. Yeah. Started the separation. Right, because this is before like traveling through boats and stuff like that was a yeah. thing. This is way back then. And that's why the, the, that those people, didn't. they also didn't advance as much because of them being isolated, the majority of the brain power that produced boats and navigations and uh, using the stars to navigate, that was all within the Europe countries. Mm -hmm. And that's why it took, they didn't advance as far because it was just them living off the land. Yeah, because there wasn't, so you know, fun, that's actually kind of a side note, but it's actually funny that you bring that up about their advancement, like slowed or reversed for a little bit. Um, I rewatched Infinity War recently mm -hmm. and was just thinking about like, what if in our world we actually lost half of our population and or even wiped out the majority of it. And it was at, at the point where obviously businesses aren't working anymore. Right. Production isn't the same. Right. And so when it comes to, you see like different ages of humans where like if they get wiped out, you have to start back over and blah, 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 so to speak. So that's like, even if we still have a good amount of people that still remember and still know how to use some of the advanced technologies that we have now, if we don't have the operating operation system yeah. to like get everything going still, people are still going to go back to living on their own and oh, yeah. off the land and that's how things get started over. I was like, I wonder if that should actually hand out like if there was a way to avoid that restart and uh i think it would come down to since let's say it's random <clears throat> then that you could assume it, it, it'd be tough on who who got who got hit with the snap yeah um and i would assume if you assume 50 well it's actually statistically speaking if let's say you assume half of America just got wiped out tomorrow. Well, the fact that only, I don't know, a very small percent are scientists to begin with, mm -hmm. um, I don't know how that would work logistically because 
you would imagine that only a small portion of the scientific community would be wiped out because it only represents such a small percentage. But again, then again, if it's random, that could also mean that it could, yeah, it could potentially be a good amount of them wiped out. The infrastructure would still be there, though. It's yeah. just learning how to use it. How to, yeah, honestly, at that point, it would, basically, people would have to come together within a certain area and do what they can with the information that they already have and try to build off of it as much as they could. Um, now, resources is another. That's the, that's another. That's the other side of it. Yeah. Because then there's no, you know, so-called the so-called people will tell you that if we keep repopulating the way we're popular we're going to run out of space eventually mm-hmm. which theoretically yes but there's so much of this planet that have that hasn't been fully inhabited yet um like i wouldn't even say just like the inhabited part of it just like the amount of resources and just stuff in, that like in general yeah we're already getting to the point where we're kind of exhausting or not exhausting we're abusing some of the resources and we're trying to manipulate as much as we can to make money to make people happy to get the quickest easiest fastest way to get these resources and obviously if we have too many people then they'll have to increase that exponentially to mm-hmm. want to make more money and also keep up with the demand yeah you know we what so in the scientific community a big uh, problem solver to our energy crisis people don't want to hear this nuclear energy now again yeah. nuclear energy with the whole media stigma it seems it's very very bad but i'm telling you plutonium the size of a paperclip could power a city no yeah definitely. this may power a city now yes <laughs> you got the toxic waste the half-life it takes forever to decay it's super radioactive you got to find somewhere to put it i get that but if we could find a way to I always thought there's a way to to reuse that wasted. Uh, when you get done with plutonium, the waste is not usable and it's still very highly radioactive. Mm-hmm. And I always thought there's a way we could fi- find a way to somehow recycle that wasted uh, radioactive material. That could be a possibility, but I'm not a radioactive scientist, so I, yeah. I don't know how feasible that is. But I mean, you talk about a phone-sized piece of plutonium could power a city for years, which is ridiculous. So we're at the point now where, like, we we definitely should not still be running off gas. And the interesting video that I saw, which it was not accredited video, but it was just a guy talking about a different perspective of kind of the energy crisis Mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, around hydrogen engines and how oh, yeah. with people are trying to like so you know with the guy that made the first hydrogen engine first hydrogen engine back in like 2000 something he ended up dead yeah and whatever end up screaming he died because of a heart attack last words was they poisoned me blah blah, blah whatever um, but even before that we had steam engines mm-hmm. That was what started the whole um, industrial revolution and whatnot. And so it's, he talked about these hydrogen engines as not the service level. They don't want to stop. They're not wanting to stop the actual physical engine that is running off of water. 
they're wanting to stop the fact that these people are being able to take the hydrogen out of the atmosphere to as a result. So basically how these hydrogen engines are working, the end creation is hydrogen. Instead so of basically, the carbon monoxide? Yeah, so they're basically making water. It's oh. like the most pure form of water is what he was saying. Obviously, I don't know how credible it is by any means, but no, basically, yes, yeah. he was talking about that aspect of what they were doing was creating water. And we get to the point where if humans are able to create their own water and energy out of the atmosphere, it's going to take or make big name companies absolutely to serve. Yeah. And that's that why he sense. probably ended up. Obviously, I probably did after that. But yeah, he was, he was, it was a really good aspect of how to look at it kind of like deeper than just the surface level just engines running on water to surface. No, even I, I feel like we're on point with well I was reading I was watching I believe it was Neil deGrasse Tyson was talking about uh he was talking about um something about energy how <clears throat> people don't really care where they get their energy from because they're talking about how okay if you use a gasoline car People are against it because it's creating this emission. Yeah, yeah. So you go to electric. But where do you know where your electric energy is coming from? When you plug into a wall, might be coming from gasoline somewhere. That is, yeah. So which was it was interesting because I always thought you know if you're an electric car, you're elect, you're running out. You're you're trying to you're obviously trying to whether you're trying to or not, but it's helping the whole carbon monoxide emissions. Yada yada yada. Yeah. But are you really not involved with it if you don't know where your electricity is actually coming from? You know, I actually saw something that there were, I don't think it was Tesla, but it was some other big company who was saying that like something with like their electrical generators that were powering these electric cars or whatever, like something went wrong with it or something happened where they weren't actually able to use that anymore. They had to go back to the gas generators really? to power the, yeah, I can tell you the name or whatever, but it was just interesting like that. It's completely right. People don't care where the energy's coming from. It is good that they're trying to be better about it, but it will come down to these weird companies and scientists figuring out the best way to create this clean energy. I saw that it's not right now. Yeah. I saw somewhere the biggest problem with carbon uh, monoxide emissions is not actually from cars. The biggest problem is so I believe uh, this could be completely wrong, but I believe that uh, algae in the ocean and, and, and waters, algae actually absorbs a lot of that carbon monoxide out the atmosphere. And it's the destruction of algae ecosystems uh, with uh, the extra production of the cars that's the problem. Gotcha. Because if we had the algae uh, ecosystems, whether that stuff gets, gets into the atmosphere, the algae is able to absorb that and take it out, but because we're losing these algae ecosystems, uh, that's what's not, there's nothing to counteract that uh, monoxide emissions. Yeah. But it's all interesting. It's so interesting. And like this, I feel like it's the most obvious way of getting clean energy, but like magnets, this is a rock that has its own energy field and we use it to stick stuff on refrigerators. Well, you're talking about some one of the yes, hardest things to, no, to but harness. No, but what I'm saying is like even so, what you're able to do is get a um, put magnets around a 
say like a, a fan or something like that. Mm-hmm. You put copper coils around it. Right. To like make it move. Make it, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then you put that to a generator and it's moving on its own. Obviously, it's a very small, right. compact version yeah. of that. But like if you scale that to a version where it's super powerful, it's still running by itself. It's creating energy and you're not. Yeah. Like, magnetic chains. Yeah. Yes. Wait. Is that how they function? I knew that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So yes. Exactly. Yeah, magnetic tracks. But then, yeah. So then why is that not utilized? Like, that's a huge... And, like, we don't have... At least to my knowledge, we don't have any other, like, physical substance that is obviously creating a... Mac, uh, a reaction in and of itself. The, the problem might be just funding. <laughs> so I don't know who would fund that. They probably can't get funding for it because you're talking about. But see, like we are in so much debt right now. Like I feel like no. funding for switching over. To well, I'm saying, who are they going to get the funding from? I mean, if the government it, has priorities, right? Are you from the government? But the government's not going to fund it because because the oil industry, the the gasoline industry, and car industry, they're a giant chunk of our GDP. Oh yeah. So if you if you put funding towards something. Going to make that obsolete stock market crash. Oh, definitely. Or so that's, what that's what I'm saying. Like, right now, our priorities is towards oh, yeah. not our part, the government's part. It's towards making money, and it's not towards, which obviously, this is very general. Like, generally, speakers definitely blame people in the government that want the best for our human race. But at a government as a whole, I would say that they have. Their priorities towards instead of that's a good point. The magnetic engine because, like, that's like the most. Like, it's obviously I'm not a scientist, but then I was able to figure out a way to just generate to do that by myself. And then, like, with cars, they have grills right now to cool off the coolant, whatever I'm saying it wrong, piss off the car community. But if you put fans in there when you're driving, it's going to turn the fans and morph again. That's another battery to try right there. Oh, you know what the problem is? It wouldn't produce enough energy to move a car. But there's got to be a way to... There's just got to be a way to just increase that. There probably there probably is, but it probably, you probably couldn't make it on a small enough scale. Because you're talking about moving 3,000-something, three, anywhere from 3,000, 5,000 pounds... Not only that, but you need to be able to stop it when you need to. You need to be able to move when you need it to move. No, so I'm saying not specifically like having the magnet like physically moving the car, but more so the magnet. I'm talking about it. Oh, you're talking about charging. You're talking about for an electric car. Yeah, yeah. So like having it there as like the energy source. Oh well, the problem with that is you still got to charge it. No, so it's the magnet. Is what I'm saying. So a magnet. That spinning motion is what's creating that electrical energy, which is spinning the the energy to the battery, so to speak. Obviously, this is a non-scientist speaking. Um, I, I think the magnet would have to be the magnet would have to be huge, probably. Would it have to be huge, or be able to make it a version of it where it's compact enough that's able to make the Things spin fast enough to create enough energy. I think it probably have to, the 
with current technology, it'd probably be the thing would have to be like huge because uh, have you ever seen an electromagnet that's powering something that has high output? They're giants. Because the magnet, because you can't, I don't think, well, they have super magnets. That's a good, that's a good point. I don't think you can, the strength of a magnet is not necessarily, is it? Mm, that's a good point. Because like it, Obviously, you might know better than me, but I would assume it comes down to the speed and the torque of the spin to create the energy. And so it'll come down to where you put certain magnets, where you put certain copper coils, whatnot, to create that the, natural spin. The na- the, so, you'll, so you'll get a natural spin, right? Now, that natural spin... If, like, let's say, or right, let's just say for argument's sake, you put magnets. Let's say you got the coils, it's an electromagnet. Magnet. You got the magnets set up to where they're repelling each other. That's what's creating perpetual motion. Once you have a spin, those magnets are going to spin at that rate. So if you need to spin, speed up the spin, how do you speed it up? You have to have some type of external energy coming in to speed up that thing to to charge, unless you're talking about just having a steady flow of charge. But if you're outputting, the output can't go over the input or, and if it did, and then also the other problem is, I believe with electromagnetic, I don't think they're very strong in, in terms of charging. I don't think, I think it could work, but practically it wouldn't be as efficient as just an electric car the way it is today. But just come when it comes to like efficiency, kind of what we were talking about with avoiding getting your electric energy from a gas generator, like adding, so say we added that magnetic energy source to charge a battery for a car and then added wind turbines, if that's the right terminology. Well, uh, I know Tesla is trying to test what they're doing, solar panels. Yeah. They're building like an SUV and they're just lining the, the yeah. top of it with panel. That's probably a better route. Yeah, so say you do that and you have, is it wind turbines? The wind turbine, yeah. Turbine, whatever. Yeah, that gets wind energy as the car is moving. So you have three separate sources of natural free energy that's there to charge the battery for the car. And one of them's constantly doing it, the other one's doing it when it's out in the sun, the other one's doing it. How practical is it? Then again, that could make the car too bulky because with that you're having good. three different energy sources to like a single battery or like two or three batteries, like the Mustang Mach E EV or yeah, the new electric one. Mm-hmm. I was looking into it and I was assuming like it had the same height as it's an SUV, yeah, but it has the same exact. Uh, distance from the ground to the bottom of the car as a regular Mustang because the battery is so thick on the bottom. Oh, yeah. And so that's already right. issue with that. Then just figuring out a way to have to get that situated with those three different things. But, you know, that's just me thinking of different ways to... I, I, um, 
the the best route is a combination of I think I don't know, the best route to me is keeping the traditional so you have like a hybrid. Yeah. It's using less gas. The gas there can need it, right? And then you have the electric battery. So I think the best combination is probably solar with the battery and the and the gas. Or you can just do battery solar. So like you said, instead of having the, the magnet, you just have the solar panels, that's charging the battery. So as long as your car is out for the most part, depending on weather, yeah. then it's charging the battery. And then if you're not able to charge battery, you can plug it in, or if it's a hybrid, you can put gas in it if you need it. Yeah. That way we still have gasoline, but we would be u- using it as a last resort in terms of um, if you're traveling and then, oh, the battery's low, hit the gas, the gas. Because, you know, when your car's on, the, the engine actually can charge the battery. Yeah. So, I don't know, but the, the electromagnetic uh, um, charging thing is actually a pretty interesting idea. I just don't know. I'm not an ele- electrodynamic guy at all. So I don't know. I just do know with the problem with the majority of things when it comes to electricity is having enough power to uh, to move a 3,000-pound car. Yeah. So what if it's like a battery that we're already using right now with Tesla or whatever? It's already fully charged. And so the magnet's there to just replace the, the car's energy as it goes. You, yeah, you'd probably increase the mileage, but it would come down to how efficient the charge is. Because it's like, have you ever had like a stupid slow charger and you're using your phone and it almost seems like it's not even, yeah. your, your battery's still going down even though it's plugged in? So if it's going down slower because it's still getting a little bit of charge, but it still would go down at the end of the day. I would say like as long as it is bringing enough energy which honestly, if you combine that and solar panels, and like before they sell a car, they sit it out and turn the turn the magnet on. But yeah. Energy like where so it's already fully charged whenever they sell the car. After that point, I would think the combination of solar panels and magnetic generator or whatever would it be enough to at least consistently bring enough energy to the battery without. Which then again, the next issue would be the constant flow of energy. You'd have to figure out a way to stop it at a certain point. Because if, if the car is already fully charged, you can't have more energy going to it and you're just going to mess with the battery. Yeah. You know that with foam and other things. So, next thing would be a way to have to like, turn off the energy once you get to that point automatically. So, you're not frying your See electromagnetic motors. Because uh, I, I do know, I remember looking into uh, electric airplanes. Because I, I dove into that a little bit. And uh, they were saying the problem is the amount of electrical power it would take to get a plane off the ground is so impractical, it's better to just keep using jet fuel. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about 
thousands and thousands yeah. of pounds yet because you gotta get in the air and stay in the air. Yeah, I mean Tesla, they also figure something out. But the biggest problem with electric anything is it's just not as high of an output as it is with your standard uh yeah. combustion engines. Um one of the local capacitors, but dude, can we turn that off because I was about to say like I just turned that so I don't know if that noise is feeding into the into the technical dip, uh, into the iPad. Yo, we here. This is my first time in Cali. <laughs> I know what to expect. I'm surprising it is not nearly as hot here as it is in Texas. No, it is. You at least down in San Diego, it's sunny 75 in Madrid. <sighs> But it actually rains here a lot more than I expected. Really? Yeah. I thought when I came here, I was expecting to be like mostly, which is mostly like deserty kind of environment. But like in the wintertime, it rained a lot. Like the entire mountains behind us turned <clears throat> green this winter because really? it rained so much. Yeah. Which I heard that this past winter it rained more than it normally does. But um, there's a lot more greenery here. Yeah. It's cool. Just for people listening, I was telling Grant in the car, at one point in time, this entire universe, you could have held it in your hands. It's crazy. Yeah. And then it just expanded into the 13.7 billion light years big. Well, you, you could have wrap your head around that. Could have just... <laughs> it's just crazy. It's like black holes, dude. They're... I don't even know how to conceptually imagine imagine our sun, which I because black hole isn't even a mass. It's just oh, no, an it's, absence of space. It's a mass. Oh, it's a okay, mass. It's, it's, a mass. it's the most massive thing in our universe. The re- it's so massive that the gravi- gravi- gravity gravity collapses in on itself, creates singularity. So massive. So imagine. Wait. So the black hole is a it's a really dense. Oh. Oh yeah, smaller. That's what it is. Oh it's not. Okay. yeah. So imagine this is your gravitational plane, right? And as you add weight, like as you add weight, it it like you know flows in, right? Well, eventually, it things get so massive that the weight that the waves holding it stretch like that because it's so it's literally just it's like a trampoline. Mm-hmm. Imagine traveling, if you get somebody super like, heavy uh, and you put it in the middle of it, it just goes like that. Was that like a balloon, like a water balloon? To the extent mm-hmm. like the rubber itself, like, you know, when you fill up a water balloon and you hold it by the top, mm-hmm. have the water just hanging there? Yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah. that. It just stretches all the way down. And then eventually it gets, it's so massive, everything just collapsed in and then like nothing can escape. So like, it's just so hard to, comp- like, it's so heavy. And the gravity is so heavy that it pulls light in. Yeah, light can't escape it. It's massive. It's huge. It's like, so if you get a massive, a, a super massive star, right? Let's say eight times the size, uh, let's say 10 times the size of our sun, mm-hmm. right? Eventually, it's so massive that um, it's, it explodes supernova, right? Mm-hmm. Well, when it explodes supernova, the core gets degenerate. That means the core comes in, it contracts to where there's, it, there's literally not enough space in between atoms anymore, right? It becomes degenerate close. So when you have a star that massive come down on itself, 
it falls into a singularity and that's how you get black hole. And then it brings in all of the stuff in around it. Like they literally Wait, eat, so, they'll eat stars. So with light not being able to escape, is that because it's physically like pulling it down or is it because now the singular plane of space and time has now been warped because of it and so the light is just following the path of the new both it's basically the same basically thing. Yeah. yeah and so uh because i remember somebody asked you know we got that picture of the black hole we see in our galaxy we're like how are we able to see it they bring the light what we're seeing is the light that's, that's bending around it and yeah. it still makes it the light doesn't cross the horizon but the light that does doesn't escape but light that's coming in just enough to get bent around it and then comes up the other side that's what we're seeing around it but that's why I originally wanted to study was black holes, because it's the most fascinating thing to me in the world. It's, it's so fascinating. Yeah, imagine like I, I can't even con conceptually try to explain exactly. It. But every imagine our sun and all the planets. If you were to just you literally were big enough to just smash them all together, it into like a little ping pong ball. Or something. Oh, and it that that ping pong ball would literally the gravitational plane would just yeah. sink in because it can't hold it up. It's too heavy. It's I can think cool. about all that stuff for just days. Yeah, dude. Oh my goodness, my mind's in it. It's wild, man. A lot of science stuff. I'm trying to think what else because I've oh, heard so many talks. Quick note on back to the energy. You've heard of Nikola Tesla, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, for those who don't, he's just definitely not in history as much as he should be. But he was a scientist, I don't know when, back in forever, 40s, yeah, 50s, something like that, um, where he created a machine that was able to make free energy. And how they were described it was like, think of Bluetooth, but for charging your phone. And so it was basically this, this device that was able to get the energy within the atmosphere, turn into whatever it was, and then uh, send it back out to any other electrical devices that mm -hmm. was near it. So uh, if you were in within a certain vicinity of this machine, it'll turn on your lights. It'll obviously didn't have, they didn't have our kind of phones back then, but they had phones. But say we had our kind of phones at the point, it would automatically charge your phones it would charge your car it would do all that stuff and obviously he ended up dead killed or i don't know if they said he was killed or what he died for some reason all this stuff was cleaned up destroyed whatever um it was funny i actually saw some videos on some people trying to remake it and um a couple people did from what i saw um, one guy made like a smaller version of it. It was like a little table side thing. He turned it on and got a light bulb. And I was out here and he brought it in close to it and just lit up on its own. Yeah, it, it's the, uh, yeah. You know those, uh, for people, <laughs> you know those things that's got the, it's like those, it's that ball and it's got a thing in the middle. And if you put your hand into the glass, it, those like uh, electric. Oh, so yeah. That's like yeah. the same concept. It's really. Yeah, sort of. But like on a, obviously a lot more complex. Scale. Yeah, it's, and it's on a controlled thing. Um, so I remember. Yeah, the problem with that is commercializing it 
because if you have something that's high enough energy to you have something that's high enough energy to start charging large appliances, you don't want to be near that thing. Because you, you yourself, you yourself, you're charged. Yeah. So if you come and they can <laughs> start charging you up. You wake up, you have superpowers. Oh. Become the next shockwave. Do you know what I'm Shockwave? Uh, static shock. Static shock, that's what it was. Bro, I want superpowers so bad. I, bro, as a kid, have I, I been sending you those videos? Which one? So there's been a video that I've been seeing. Obviously, I don't know. It's kind of hard to tell if it's real or fake or whatever. But people have been doing the meditating, channeling the chakras, whatever, and being able to um, move objects. <laughs> no, dude, stop. I you can say what you want. I'm gonna. I don't know if I believe it or not, but I don't. It's it's very interesting because I know that there's so much more that our bodies can do that we haven't been able to figure out yet. And it's just interesting. I don't think, we, I don't think we can start levitating shit. No, there's monks that have levitated. They have. Um, but yeah, maybe with the help of thing. science. Let me figure out something. Maybe with the help of science, guys. I don't want you out here trying to jump off of buildings. No, no, no. <laughs> Grant's talking about how you can levitate. Okay? This isn't Chronicles. We're not going to touch a meteorite to hit the earth and all of a sudden be able to fly. So, disclaimer for any kids listening. As you know what? I saw Chris Angel levitate in uh, Las Vegas. Chris Angel? He's a magician. He levitated over the the pyramid, but it's all illusions. Oh, yeah. Well, this is a monk. Oh, so that means? Yes. What's that supposed to mean? It means he knows how to control all that. Yeah. I'll show it to you later. Just, just, so if somebody's a doctor, they all know what they're talking about? You said someone's what? If someone's a doctor, they automatically know what they're talking about. No, not okay. All. So just because he's a monk. No, I'm not okay. So I'm not saying I 100 percent believe it by any means. I'm just interested by the possibilities that there is potential out there. Because I want us to be able to get to that point, as you said, you want superpowers more than anything. But, well, I want superpowers. I don't want everybody to have superpowers. No, <laughs> I'm trying to be special. If everybody has superpowers, then no, yeah, we're, we're it's back to square. Then I don't want superpowers. I want to be different. Yeah, I don't know. Or I want the OP superpowers. Give me one for all. One for all. Uh, the I'm only right, poten- right. the only potential there is is potential energy, fam. And the higher your potential energy, the higher your kinetic energy will be. Let that sink in. The higher the potential energy, the higher kinetic. Yeah, dude. It's just uh, mass times height. I think one half mass times height. Your potential is just how far you are from the ground. That's all it is. So if you imagine, let's say you have a boulder. Let's say it weighs 20,000 kilograms. If it's only a foot off the ground, when you let it go, it's kinetic. It's going to change from potential to kinetic. But when it hits the ground, it's going to be, some energy is going to be released, but it's, you know, it's a foot off the ground, not much. Now, if you drop it from a 10-story th- building, when it hits the ground, it's going to be catastrophic. Yeah. You know, just like when a meteorite's coming in at 30,000 miles an hour, uh, it, it won't even make it to the ground. It's going to explode before it even hits the ground. It's going to vaporize. Oh, speaking of that, fun fact. So, you know, when there's, like, craters on the Earth, they, they look for boulders or, or, like, they look for leftover remains of the meteor. There's never leftover remains of the meteor. You want to know why? 
Yeah, I'll run away. Size list for you guys. So, e equals mc squared. Or if you just do uh, the kinetic energy, it's one half mass times velocity squared. So if you take something that's mass like a meteor, let's say the size of, I don't know, a very massive meteor, and it's coming in, it's massive, it's coming in 30,000 something miles an hour. Well, that means that if you take the mass times the velocity squared, one half, of course, it's going to have massive energy. Well, that meteor, let's say it's made out of iron, it's very, uh, very heavy element has binding energy. That means that's how much energy it takes to hold all the iron in that rock together. Eventually, when it gets close to the ground, it's going 30,000 miles an hour. When it hits the ground, it goes from 30,000 to zero, like that. That change in energy is your energy that's gonna be released. That change of energy release will be greater than the binding energy of that meteor so it will evaporate because it can no longer hold itself together. That's why there's no remains left over after a giant meteor. Now, if they're small enough, they'll hit, but a lot of them don't actually impact the ground. Okay, that's what I was going to say. They could have sworn that we have meteorite. Yeah, I'm talking about like ones that evaporate on impact. Gotcha. It, they got to be at a certain mass. Yeah. Yeah. yeah maybe. Evaporation. That. <clears throat> But yeah, just back to like humans with powers. It's always crazy to think like everything's made out of atoms. And they made an atom bomb by splitting it. Right. So that massive explosion, mm -hmm. there is that much energy oh, yeah. in us times however oh, yeah. many. Yeah. It's the problem is the energy it takes to split in that. Like we're talking about splitting the nucleus of an atom. Yeah, yeah. So you're talking about the strong nuclear force is the force in between uh, that holds the nucleus together. You talk about the amount of energy it takes to split an atom is immense. Yeah. You've ever seen a, a atom bomb go off? That's the amount of energy it takes exactly. to split an atom, which is ridiculous. Um, but it's just crazy to think that that amount of oh, yeah. energy is. Within us. If if I if if I could split every atom in your body, it would probably this planet's gone. Yeah, it's gone. It's gone. Just imagine if you were to control that. Oh yeah. What are you talking about? You can do anything you want. Oh my goodness! You can rule the universe. You can destroy Good. planets and stars. My God, I'd love to see. I'd love to see us. Um, I'd love to see us take every nuke we have. Let's say a black hole is close enough to send something out there at a decent time. Let's say in a couple of years. I'd love to see us detonate every single one of our nukes by a black hole and see what happens. Buy it or in it? Buy it. Well, once we put the nukes in there, there's no coming back. We can't get a signal to it to detonate it. But once it gets close, let, I mean, I know it's going to happen, but I just love to see it. Like, it's like a video. Because it's just going to, it's going to explode. It's going to suck all day. But it'd be cool to see. That would be sick. Now, have you seen a hydrogen? Atom bomb's cool. There's one bigger. Hydrogen bomb. You seen a hydrogen bomb? It's. I don't think so. I, might, I definitely dude, heard of it. I don't know if I. When you get a chance to look up a hydrogen bomb explosion, 
Makes the atom bomb like nothing. <clears throat> Dude. Oh my god. Where did they even test these? In uh, Nevada, in the middle of nowhere. That's where we're testing the atom bomb, I think. I think. I always feel like that these bombs like blow off half the country. Not that big, but like, you I mean, know what I mean? Like a massive oh, dude. blast radius where like if you're halfway across the country, that's you feel the shakes of it or something. Bro, now, I, guess. I obviously don't know the exact <clears throat> blast radius, but I always think that like if they did it in bad middle of nowhere that the states around it would. All right, I'll show you this video, dude. Because a heart, uh, no, that's definitely see it <laughs> the least. Are these, are these, um, <clears throat> there's a slight difference between a hydrogen bomb and an atom bomb, I believe. Jesus, most powerful nuclear explosion by Russia. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god. I keep having these bad dreams that we get bombed. Well, I know whatever country has the balls to bomb us, it's over. For everyone. Well basically, but uh well basically. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> I can't find the video, but oh my god. Holy shit, dude. The United States tested the first hydrogen bomb in nineteen fifty-two. These are the so these are the explosions. I I can't show you guys. These are the explosions of the bombs compared. So this is those are the bombs we dropped in Japan. That's the like the radius. Like Hiroshima? Yeah, that, that's those. These are hydrogen bombs. Look at that. That's the Soviet Union hydrogen bomb. This is a blast radius compared to Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Look at that. that like wipe out the oh. entire oh dude. Yeah. So like that one <laughs> that you just showed me is like half of our country. Basically, East Coast at least, would <laughs> be catastrophic. I think someone said that if every single nuclear warhead went off um, at once, I'm pretty sure it would destroy our entire planet, or at least wipe out like half of life. So why don't we just use this nuclear energy that you're talking about and use it for good instead of weapons? Well, you know how people get. You got to have some type of, I don't know. That's not the question for me. <laughs> so I mean, I don't just got when you have a government to start with the Cold War, people start talking shit, and you want to make sure you can defend yourself when people talking shit got weapons of mass destruction. Well, shit, we need to get some weapons of mass destruction because the last thing you want to happen is somebody drop a bomb on you and you can't do shit. Or why don't we just understand that we're on a floating rock in the middle of nowhere and just try to enjoy this while we have it? You know, you want to know why? Because the people in power aren't scientists. The people in power, a lot of the politics have no scientific literacy whatsoever. Nope. That's part of the problem. You're just looking for that money. That is part of the problem. And I don't know, I don't know how to fix it, but but yeah.
that's part of the dilemma because you ever think of life as like people are running like the game of life or the sims what do you mean as in like there's people that are running it like it's a game of sims what do you mean people that are running it like there's people up running the shit behind the curtain what curtain I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, so instead of like the presidents being the people that are ruling everything, the people that are behind the presidents that are not on the forefront of everything. Oh, yeah. Moving that's guaranteed. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, the president has most power than you think he does. No, he does. Yeah. No, that's, that, yeah, no, they're like, oh, yeah, I know for a fact that that's how it, that's how it goes. Because the people that are really running the ship are people with money. Yeah. Yeah. Easily. It is all, I think about it like, I never played Sims. I might have played a little bit growing up. But this thing like you're that one overseeing person controlling everything and they do one thing to spark one thing up, it just oh, chain reaction yeah. to everything. It's like people yeah. just fall into it. I'm pretty sure because I was telling somebody like I think imagine imagine if Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates, Elon Musk, and Warren Buffett got together. And form this group. Let's just call it the, 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 the bandits. The bandits. Bro, those four people, they do whatever they want. They could, they could literally talk about billionaires. They can do whatever they want. They could, whatever. I know. It's, it's they, you know, funny they run. They dare to run America already. You know, funny side. Elon Musk doesn't have a house. What do you mean? He's you tell me he's homeless? He's sleeping on his friend's couches. For what? Because all dude. his money's going to his projects. Supposedly. No, dude. Look it up. He was on a bunch of interviews. Get out of here, bro. I feel like he's full of shit sometimes. Well, that's what, whenever he started up Tesla, he, so he sold, what was it, PayPal or whatever? Mm. And all of the money he got from that, and I think one other project he put towards Tesla, and he had to borrow money for rent. And, um, Bro, he has a house in Los Angeles worth $4.5 million. Well, I don't know what he was talking about then. He was saying he didn't have a house, and this was him in an interview saying that. I feel like he saying he didn't live in... Well, or maybe he was talking about back then. I don't know. But he definitely said it. I don't know where the video is at, but I saw it somewhere. Oh, he just sold it, uh, one of his matches. Maybe that's what he's talking about. He just sold it, and now he's... Well, this is 2020. There's no way this dude's worth almost $300 billion and doesn't, is sleeping on people's couch. Now, there's nothing wrong if he is. No, no, no. But, dude, how he's going about it. Yeah. Like, mad respect. That dude's got all of his focus on his work. Well, this is 2019. I mean, shit, he might be. All these things are saying that he sold his house. Yeah. June 2021, tweeted, owning an event house in the Bay Area, but in December 2021, it was reported Musk was actually living in an Austin mansion owned by Ken Harry, according to Wall Street Journal. Yes, obviously he's now sleeping in an apartment couch. He's sleeping in his friend's mansions. Says Elon Musk says he lives in a $50,000 house. I don't know. I say he can do what he wants, but if I ever come across that money, I'm I'm at my own spot. Oh yeah, what? Maybe a few of them. Definitely. You see, uh, 
there was like a tweet that went out saying that saying that Elon Musk could cure not cure fix world hunger with I think they said like five percent of his oh no dude and he said he tweeted back saying if you guys come up yeah 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 he'll do it yeah I saw that that's that's how you because like, somebody know. somebody threw shade at him. That's how it started. They're like, because it's somebody tweeted out like his new because you know Tesla went up or some shit and whatever. Whatever. Somebody was like, Elon Musk could easily end world hunger with however much money still have like this billions left over. And I yeah, I remember seeing a guy follow him and he said, "Show me a plan of how we actually go about this, whatever, whatever and I'll do it." I was like. <laughs> that's the most boss shit yeah, ever he's like, he's like yeah maybe I can figure it out because he knows like you can throw money at anyone there's always going to be problems yeah so, and like, I saw uh, so the person that he said that to I don't think anybody actually gave him a plan but I saw he did end up donating like hella money to some cause that's supposed to help with world hunger. he still donated a ton of money for it oh, uh, even though nobody actually gave him a because it's easy to say a more hunger you can it's no, easy to say yeah. that. All right, how you say it takes? Let's you say it takes ten billion dollars to end world hunger. Exactly. How do you do it? Yeah, because it's not just throwing money at people. Right, you gotta have like infrastructure to to because that means that means honestly the only people that are well, let's just say in America, let's just keep it as simple because it gets more complex when you talk about the world. But to end hunger in America, you have to first end homelessness. That's what most I'm of the people that are. Homelessness, right? Most people that are hungry, most not all, but most people that are hungry, they're homeless. They have no really, so you have to fix the homeless problem first, and then from there, it's it's tough. Because then, all right, you feed them once, so you feed them twice, so you have to feed them. Now they become dependent on that, so they have no need to get a job. They have no need to become productive member of society because they got ways of getting food, even though they're homeless or living on the street. So you're not really fixing anything. You're just well, you are fixing hunger, but now you're not fixing the problem of why they're hungry. Because a lot of them homeless people, I think 70% of homeless people are homeless because they spend all the money on drugs. Well, if you're feeding them, now you're enabling them. Oh, I can, I don't have to scavenge money for food. I can just scavenge all my money for drugs because I can get food. So you'll fix one problem and solve another, but legit and then you talk about the world it gets way more complicated yeah. but that's that's why i like bill gates i was watching i don't think it was a documentary it was something on him where uh he reads a shit ton and he was saying it was an interview and he was saying that he was reading a book on third world countries and he was reading how there's these countries in africa where or villages in africa they don't have clean running water and he was like saying like you know, he was sitting in his little like getaway vacation place where he goes to read, saying how it's basic human needs is water, clean drinking water, running water. So he was like, all right, I want to go with, I want to find a way to fix this. So he held this little convention where he gave, he, he said he, he sent out this newsletter where he wanted people to enter this contest to try to solve this problem of needing irrigation and not only drinkable water, but you know, to get rid of waste because people really some kind of shit in holes in their house. It's just yeah a dirt hole. And so he found this one person that found so end up fast forward, he built these he built this like machine self-sustaining and solar powered. So once they built it, it was self-sustaining, but you would literally take buckets of shit, put it in one end, 
clean, not only does clean drinking water come out the other end, but the way it uses that waste, it created energy for that village. Uh, so they got buckets of shit, human feces, shit and piss. They put it in one end, right? Turn it into water. Turn it clean drinking water and electrical energy. I like I. It was a video. I, I gotta. Words, I, I, mean. I gotta find it. Uh, I gotta find it. But it's like a. It's like it was a. It had to be a documentary because I remember sitting and watching it. Um, but yeah, I remember. And not only that, but he put up all these. So he did that. And I remember it was funny. He was, it was the first. So they put shit in. It was the first time they were using it. And so he got the the water. He looked at it. It looks clean. He was the first person to drink it. He was like, it's clean drinking water. And so not only did he do that for that village, but he put up these, because uh, it was like a huge contraction. Mm-hmm. And so in a bunch of different countries, he was putting up in these villages, smaller, like, port- they look like porta potties, but the same thing. And you shit it, you go in and you shit in it, and it produced clean drinking water and electricity for the village. I was like, oh, this is the guy we need running shit. Because he's out actually, you know, he was reading the problem. He's like, oh, yeah. This Wait, is- so does this machine then doing everything? Does it like produce shit fumes? Uh oh, I'm pretty sure it produces steam. So is it like just massive clouds of fart just floating around, or is this like filtered? No, I'm pretty sure it's filtered. Uh, I don't even know how to how to Google this. Bill Gates, let me put shit machine. <laughs> See what comes up. <laughs> Bill Gates. Oh, here's the video. Turns no. <laughs> feces into drinking water. This is the video, and that's him drinking it. Uh, yeah, that's the. This is it. This is that's it. insane. Oh shit. See if I can just skip straight to it. Sorry for people uh, watching. I can't show this. this so this how this how big it is. It's like a huge thing. Electricity and ash is packaged. Ash. That's the sludge interception. The sludge. Yeah, they heat it. And in the boiling process, we separate the water from the ash from the solids. The solids are now dry, and we can feed them into the fire. Once we have this very hot fire, we can make high pressure, high temperature steam, and we take that steam and we send make it to the condenser down in the water. The steam engine drives a generator that makes electricity that we use for the processor, and also excess electricity that can be delivered back to the community. The water vapor that's created in the boiling process is run through a cleaning system until we have the cleanest, purest water you can possibly imagine. Dude. The sanitation system has been lowered. And then they gave good jobs to the people in the village. That's crazy. I want to go to where he's drinking. The entrepreneur that owns this processor will get paid for the input, the sludge. And that same entrepreneur will oh, be paid in the outputs, electricity, water, and cash. I am very impressed. Oh, here's his. Oh, you're about to drink it. Electricity, it will grow to every corner of the earth that needs it because it makes money every day. You said in five minutes, it makes the water, right? You drunk it. Dude, is that not the coolest shit ever? That's crazy. My hand is raised. When I raise my hand. <laughs> I think when you physically raise your hand, it. No way. I thought I saw something like that. Oh. 
Might be but isn't that the coolest shit? He's building those in like all these villages that need them, dude. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Shit. Speaking of um, other countries, I just saw a video. I didn't look into it at all, but apparently Uganda just found a massive supply of gold. Like it, in the ground or in the mountain? In their, I don't know if it was a mountain or the ground, but the guy who said it was like, 300 million tons of gold like something it's like they became like the most wealthiest com- country like overnight, overnight. yeah <laughs> literally yeah so he's like Jeez. i gotta find that video and send it to you like obviously he was talking about the purpose of his was for one to bring awareness to it and then also like saying what's probably gonna happen because obviously everyone's going to get a piece of that yeah you know, some a war, yeah. Then it could be a war, yeah, pretty much. So I gotta find that though, and I want to look into they're it, about, see how accurate it is. They're like they're like Wakanda now, giant mound of vibranium. Yeah, whenever he <laughs> said it, he said you got to this Uganda, and I was like, what? No shit, that. I'm like, oh wait, it's Wakanda. <laughs> damn, damn year. Yeah, uh, I saw a pitch on Shark Tank. This dude was saying you can get, he could per, uh so apparently there's us uh, on beaches that's a small fracture that sand has gold in it. And he was saying he built this machine that could actually, was it out of the water or out of the sand? I think it was out of the water because there's like gold deposits from the sand, I guess, filtered into the water. And he was saying he could build these machines to literally just go through the ocean and it would get gold deposits. And you could just farm gold out of the ocean. You know, I'm not actually surprised because, like, the beaches down in San Diego, there's it looks like there's little gold flakes that are just... Yeah, probably. Floating yeah. around. It's a lot of them, too. And I was it's probably just some sort of... I don't know if that's specifically gold by any means, but, like, it looks like probably sparkly gold. Just He didn't get a deal, though. You know? One, it was, it, it was too scientifically advanced for the sharks to understand. That was one problem. Two, he's a scientist, so the pitch wasn't very good. Uh, and three, the amount of gold, like the return rate return is it would take a while. Cause it's not like you're just getting mounds, mounds yeah, of gold. Like, the yeah. the gold, it's not a lot. It would take like time and time and time and time of mm-hmm. of, of farming for it. But yeah. I was like, damn. Yeah. That reminds me of uh I'm surprised a lot of the what what have you seen? Do you see like those little? Do you see? Do you have machines that sit there and bobble in water on the coast at all? Those kinetic machines. Oh, um, that it's like to get energy from. The yeah, from the way, literally, just from it moving on the waves, it creates kinetic energy. I don't think we have any like close to shore. There might be some like out farther out, maybe, but I don't think I've seen it. I'm surprised. surprised if- I would not be surprised if we have some somewhere. I'm surprised it's not like a bigger thing because it's besides solar, wind, uh, it's literally the it's closest the thing to free energy. You yeah. just set it in it as it bobs, it literally just creates yeah, electricity. Like basically, yeah. Now, I'm sure there's probably some ecosystem inter- interference that probably, maybe, I don't know. But, but like, if you're able to, like, Which, if you do put anything in the ocean, it's going to have some sort of interference with the natural flow of 
ocean life but if you're able to like either have it all in like a designated area or like if you like relocate whatever was right there into a different spot and like effectively replant it like Mm -hmm. you're not just like tearing out coral or whatever and just killing it like figuring out a way to replant it and have it still growing because right now i know the coral reefs have been dying off very rapidly over the years and that's a huge issue is it from fishing the Uh, industrial fishing i think there's a lot that goes into it but i think i would not be surprised if fishing would have a big effect on it um i watched some documentary on it a few years back um and it was saying like it was having a huge effect on the life there because obviously once the coral reef dies all the fish that were living there go somewhere else yeah i believe messes up the um system did you ever watch the documentary on netflix about the fishing industry i gotta figure out the name of it no um dude it makes you not want to eat fish ever again yeah um fishy documentary what's the name yes conspiracy dude you gotta watch it bro they go the the i don't know if it's still on there but basically, they, I saw. I don't. I didn't actually watch it, but I remember it being on there. Or it's Netflix original, so it's, it's probably on. There, yeah, so. dude. So they go into this, you know, they, this conspiracy about the fishing industry and how it's a terrible. Bro, they go in. So like people document, they end up in this spot where like they're out in the, basically out in the gutter, like like in there to the point where there's no recording allowed. So like sneaking and. They're with this foreign country, and the police were like telling them they were like onto them. Oh, what is No, no, no. I said some. I hope it didn't say something about my space. Uh, or it might be a time limit because there's only one person. Here. I don't know. Anyway, but uh, and so the the police were like tailing them because they didn't want them to expose their fishing industry. But mm-hmm. dude, it. It's terrible. Like there's slavery involved uh, with fishing, and they're talking about how the industrial fishing is the number one, once number one polluter of the ocean because all these nets and plastic, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and it's actually destroying ecosystems. So they're showing a diagram of how industrial fishing works. They have these giant boats, and they have these huge nets, and the boat goes and it just captures everything. These nets are dragging on the ground, yeah, and it's destroying all the ecosystems that's yeah. on the ground. And there's like so many sharks and and whales get killed or seals get killed in the cross because they'll get caught in the nets. And then when they bring them on board, they just kill them and yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. And they're talking about fish oil and like how a corrupted fish oil industry is and like how many fish that they destroy and kill with fish oil and stuff. And they're saying, don't buy fish oil anymore. You gotta buy like uh it's basically like uh it's like it's basically the same omega fatty acids, but instead of fish oil, it's from like algae or some shit or like kale something weird but it's the same shit they're like they're like buy that and then that's shit i might it's way more expensive as you would have i was like well shit i was like dude what is this thing oh okay i was making sure it was saying it was getting ready to kick us um but no yeah that's what you can watch about any documentary and feel like complete asshole about whatever it is Oh yeah, that's like, why that's why I don't watch any like uh meat 
documentaries because yeah, I'm not going to stop eating meat. Yeah, I don't give a shit. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm the sorry. The documentary that I definitely would suggest, like, everyone to watch, like, it sucks, but, like, it's good to know. The cow shit? No. I don't know what you're talking about, but um, it's called, like, Black, Black Fin or something like that. Basically, it's about the killer whales at SeaWorld. Oh, uh, like, miserable? Yes. So, like, basically, it's about how they've been so horribly treated. And that's why there's been so many deaths mm-hmm. at SeaWorld because they're just depressed. And the major sign that they're depressed is that they're thin is slouched over like that. Really? And every single time I've gone to SeaWorld, I've seen that growing up. I haven't been since um, the Citrus Bowl. That was a while ago. That was a while ago, yeah. Um, and every time I saw that, I always thought that was weird. And then it was, I watched the documentary and explained that, like, it's an obvious telltale sign if they're been so like that. Yeah. They're depressed. And, like, it just shows, like, an aerial view of this massive whale in this small pool, and they just grow up in it. I'm just like, how could you? But, yeah, basically, it's a documentary that I feel like everyone should watch because, obviously, SeaWorld is still up and running Popular. have one down and say yeah. yeah and so like and then you guys can make a decision from there but i think it's good just to know and then because like i feel like SeaWorld would be great if it was just like a water park kind of and yeah then, like a sea theme where like the rides were like based off sea creatures right or maybe having like aquariums with like really tiny fish or like little octopus or something maybe even that might be pushing to a certain extent but these massive killer whales, like these, they're literally the, are they the smartest? Yeah, those, yeah, they're the same family. They are the smartest mammals that live in the ocean. That is a big statement, I'm pretty sure it's accurate. Oh, yeah. But yeah. basically, their they're hunting styles is insane. Yeah, I mean, they're killers. You got yeah. the killer, the animal's natural instinct to kill is in a tank. Yeah. Exactly. It can be. It can be a group. That's you know. That's why I'm not. I'm a. I don't support or go to any zoos, yeah. aquariums, none of that, unless they're like a, it's like a wildlife preserve. Yeah, like preserve or for like rescues. Yeah, you know, if they're rescues and you know they can't go back into their natural. Okay, I get that. You know, they need some place to go stay. But outside of that, I'm, I'm not a big yeah uh, zoo guy because that's the San Diego Zoo is supposed to be the best in the world United States that one the New York Zoo is I know that the San Diego Zoo has a wildlife not preserve I'm saying that wrong wildlife where you like drive through it I know know some of them yeah Yeah. it was one of those I don't know if that's the entire zoo itself or if it's just a part of it but um, I definitely want to go check that out at some point but yeah I've it was really after college. I was kind of like, yeah, it's kind of messed up that they oh, have these. Yeah, hell <laughs> I mean, bro, I, I went to the animal. Yeah, did you ever go to the zoo and see like those tigers? They look terrible. Yeah. Tiger or lions. And these, they look, you know, the St. Louis has a polar bear, right? Or is that the Kansas City Zoo? You know, last time I we went to the St. Louis Zoo, all the animals were up and it was a free zoo experience. <laughs> well, I think it's Kansas City as a polar as a polar bear. Kansas City. There's elephants in St. Louis. Yeah. It, yeah. They look they, they look sad. I don't see any of them that have a good time. And then 
You see those videos on like Instagram or TikTok where a kid's standing and the glass, but they're like turned away from it. And you see the tiger like, yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> bro, that's their natural instinct. Exactly. Yeah. The, a bu- the buffets are just walking by and they got to sit there. Yeah, sit there and eat whatever bullshit that they're, yeah. Just terrible, but uh, y'all stay tuned for my book. It's not coming out when I said it was gonna come out, but we're working on it. I was actually done with it, but my dumbass decided to add another chapter, so I'm not done with it. <laughs> it's a chapter on time management. You guys check that out. But I need to find somebody. You know anybody that's good at English? I need to find an editor. Oh, like okay. Um, not saying it right now, but. Well, yeah, I might just say it to my mom. She has, she has. Doesn't a, she have a, dude, Yeah, actually, Lydia's mom, she has, she, I don't know if she does that now, but I know she got a degree in, like, English or yeah. whatever, so she's. My mom does, that. too. I might send it to her, but uh, I'm going to finish everything and then send it out to somebody to edit it. And then uh, I'm going to drop it. And then I'm, another book I'm writing. That's on the supplements. Remember that I talked, I had was writing about that book forever ago. I might've told you about it literally like four years, three or four years ago. But it's my, my top five supplements. I talk why I take them, how I take them. And I get not super in depth in the science, but I kind of go into science of how they work. Um, but it's, it's not, I don't go too crazy on the science, but like I do references to to papers and stuff, so it has like some some decent credibility. That's fine. Yeah, guys. So you guys can get ripped. Ready? Because you know, bro. Some I was so offended. I'm at Shoe Palace, and this chick was trying to buy a shirt for her husband or significant other, whoever. And uh, she was like, you think if somebody wears a meat, first of all, I hate when they come to me asking, like, you think a guy could fit this? I'm like, what does he look like? Like, you know, <laughs> like they're not there. I got to see how they're built. So she's like, you think a guy that normally wears a, so she she was looking for a small, but she couldn't find a small. We didn't have a small, so she's going to get a medium. She was like, you think a guy that normally wears a small could, could uh, fit in this medium? And I was like, oh, I don't know. How is he built? And I was like, it is 100% cost, so it might shrink a little bit. And she's like, uh, I was like, is he skinny? She's like, oh, yeah, she's, he's kind of built like you. I was like, bitch, <laughs> <laughs> I am not skinny. Bitch, what? And then, then she's talking about a small. I was like, said, what size do you wear? I was like, I wear a large. And she's like, oh. I was like, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Your boy's I'm large. large. I'm large. <laughs> I remember freshman year, so we're mediums and shit, dude. Yeah. I graduated. I think I'm a, I think by the time I get nah, two fifteen, you think I'll be XL? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Probably. But I, I like I like right. them fitable. You know, I like it fitable tight. I like when the like, you know, this, like my arm fills it out. I don't like when it's well, how much you weigh now? Two hundred. So another fifteen pounds. It's probably gonna be muscle. I'm getting most of my legs, my ass though, not mine. That's what, yeah, if if it goes mostly to your legs, then probably not. But if you like <laughs> put 15 pounds of muscle on your upper body. No, I'm, I'm trying to be proportional. Then, yeah, so. then yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'd probably stay large, but jeans are getting dicey for me, I can tell you that. Oh, I, oh, I gotta send you, because I got some jeans that were like meant for athletes, like they're stretchy. Stretchy? Yeah. 
Why is it so tight? tight? I don't like if I'm wearing jeans yeah. and my phone pocket is like this, like sticking out hard. Ah, it's a little too tight for me. So I do also have like you could also go like the jean jogger route, which some of those yeah. are stretchier. I have a pair that's stretchy and like loose and comfy shit. Are they $19.99? They were like $30.40. See these jeans? $19.99 H&M. Can't be beat. Yeah, I think you can beat that. And then what I do sometimes the H&M jeans go too tight. I'll just cut them up and they, you know, they're loose. Yeah, I'll distress them myself. There you go. But then they're they're a little looser if I cut like right around here or by the thigh. They fit pretty well, but, you know, get a little tight on your boy. Okay. You know, I heard um, you're not supposed to wash jeans. I wash mine. I heard you're not supposed to dry them. Is that it? Yeah, you're not supposed, you supposed to clean something about it. And I was like, what? But you remember Bailey Barnes, right? Yeah. She was telling me, oh, you're not supposed to, you're not supposed to dry your jeans. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> so, yeah, well, she was shitting on me because I was talking about my jeans are great. And they're itching and they're 1999, whatever, whatever. And so she was shitting on me because I wear cheap jeans. Uh-huh. She said, well, her jeans are like, it spits like $80, $90 or whatever, but she can't dry them. Because I was like, I don't want jeans. I don't want to spend $80 in jeans. And if I spend $80 in jeans, I better be able to wash them, dry them, and they better fold themselves. Because <laughs> I've had these pair, I've had this, this, these jeans I'm wearing now, I bought these two years, two, three years ago. Uh-huh. Fit fantastic. They're worn in, so they're a little loose. Wash to dry them every single time. No problems, no tear on them. Yeah. We're good. If I can't, if I can't do that, if I can just throw them on the wash and dryer, like I have to think about. Oh yeah, yeah, I'll do it though. yeah. yeah. you got to separate your clothes. Yeah. There was one time I got like a, a wool, a wool sweater once. Oh no, I forgot it was wool. You know, <laughs> threw in the dryer. That thing was like, tiny. Uh, yeah, try me size. Yeah, wool, wool's yeah, wool and heat's not a good combination. Yeah. But apparent, I don't remember what it was. There was something you can do to put it back to size. I forget. What uh, it was. I don't know. Or it was like put in water and something else. Vinegar? Something else no, not water. vinegar. Is it cold water? I'm not seeing that too. Yeah, it was something Dude. you put it back size, but that's a lot of work. How to reverse shrink. Or right, but how to reverse shrink is hopefully it's the right shrinkage I'm talking about. <laughs> Use lukewarm water, gentle shampoo, or soap. Soap shampoo for 30 minutes. Oh, uh, was but probably loosen up the fabric. Yeah. Yeah. Shit, I'm getting kind of hungry. Your boy got to eat. Oh, Is there anything close? Yeah, there's a few stuff around here. There's um, her. Close to actually open is another thing. Yeah, I gotta eat. I didn't got the munchies. Oh, California. California way. BJ's restaurant and brew house. The whole restaurant's open? 800 feet. My damn. Apple watches on tacos and pollo, nineteen percent all down. They got Denny's. <laughs> they ain't got no water burgers out here. Nah, y'all lame. We got in and out out here. Okay. 
Yeah, I can't say. I, I like In and Out for what it is, but Shake Shack's definitely. I'm not. Top I'm not impressed with Shake Shack. What? It's not bad, but I'm not impressed. Burger's too small for me, fam. You get two of them. Still too small. Bro, there's, what is it, there's Smokehouse one with the bacon and them cherry peppers? I don't need all that. And then the bacon cheese fries? Bro, their cheese bacon. on top is elite. Bro, I don't need all that. I well, just then want, put the bacon aside, just the cheese itself. I don't want cheese on my fries. I want regular fries. Even still, their crinkle fries are on point. I don't want, I want regular fries, right? Wait. Not crinkle. Oh, you want regular. No, you're talking about crinkle or curly. Crinkle. What? Oh, what never mind. I like crinkle fries. No, yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought, yeah, I thought curl, curly fries when you said that. Yeah, no, no, no. But again, their burgers, I mean, don't get me wrong, they're not bad. They're good. Lee. I'm not impressed. I'll, I'd rather have Whataburger. You know, I, I had Whataburger and I loved the size of it. But the, I don't know if I got the, I just got like a basic thing. The base is the best. Wait, was it a Texas Whataburger? I don't know. It was in Texas. We? we were in Texas. Yeah. I was going to say, any Whataburger outside of Texas, it's not the same. Yeah, we, um, which I'm usually one of the guys that gets like some fun shit on my burger. When, so, it, comes, when it comes to food, I'm the opposite of fun. I like basic bland shit. See, I can't do that. I got a little, I need a little something. Just give me a burger with cheese. I'm gonna take tomatoes, lettuce, pickle, I don't care. Put it on there, don't whatever. Mustard ketchup, I'm good. Mm. Give me fries. I want the house special. Yeah. I want that interesting. I want that yeah. shit that's not on the They get that guacamole burger from Whataburger. Guacamole burger. That sounds good. It sounds disgusting. All right, dude. We'll do some food, fam. Sure. All right. Well, y'all heard it here. The Uncle Strip bonus episode, spur of the moment. We'll catch you guys next time. <laughs> I'm going to chase